face-to-face, healthy relationship talk radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daiya Six. Hey, you guys, welcome to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. How are you all doing, my geniuses? I want you all to know that we have some good food for you today. Get out your forks, get out your spoons, your plates today. Some of y'all eat with your hands. And guess what? I don't care. I just want you to eat up this food that we're going to serve you today. I'm happy to be joined by you today. And thank you for giving me your time. If you're new here, I want to say encantada or encantado. Nice to meet you. I'm your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six. And welcome, welcome, welcome. So who wants to know what we are going to be talking about today? Oh, today's topic is your relationship with Dietary supplements. Oh, my goodness. So all of you gym rats and bodybuilders, this one is for you. Okay. How many times, you guys, do we seek the need to improve our health, enhance our appearances, right? And when do we ever decide when it's time to go to the gym or just to do a workout period, Our ultimate goal is to what? Become healthy, to lose weight, and to preserve our bodies by remaining youthful and vibrant and strong in our life as long as we can, right? I mean, at least I do. That's my goal. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what's in these supplements and do they really work? That's the question we're going to ask ourselves today. And we have a medical doctor and expert in nutrition that will help us with a broader understanding with that today. You want to know who it is? Well, guess what? You got to wait a minute because I'm not getting ready to tell you. (laughs) Also, to help with an advanced understanding of supplements and the FDA, I've decided to share a wonderful clip from two of the most informative people who I've been following for years, you guys, and I do mean years. One is Gary Knoll, a nutritionist, and we will hear and share a clip called War on Health, exposing the FDA, following a clip from Dr. Glidden, talk on supplements. Oh, my God, you guys don't want to miss any of this information we're sharing because the information that we're sharing on this show is what your doctors hide from you. So are you ready? Get on your mark. Get ready. Get set. Karina, my love, let's go. All right. So in the mouth of, in the in in this whole situation, you guys, when we're taking vitamins and we're taking supplements, you know, my question is this. We are staggering as human beings. And if supplements are supposed to be so good and so great for us, why is there staggering? Why is it that the health of individuals are declining? Are we being lied to? 
Have we been lied to since the very beginning? One thing about this show that I'm very proud of is I bring you individuals who have strength in their own right. They've created pathways for themselves to accomplish their ideas of success. And they are also mental disturbers. I bring people who actually have oaths that they hold within themselves, who have mental agility and endurance, right? And how do we know that these people have the mental endurance and agility? Is because they show it in their life. Today's guest is a medical doctor and expert in nutrition and exercise. His personal approach in life is vibrant and it's also transparent. Not only does he talk his walk, he walks his walk so well that he's written a book called Lies Exposed. And with his 40-year experience, he's here to educate us on what we should know about dietary supplements. You guys, please welcome to the show author and Dr. Louis Maline. Dr. Maline, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so happy that you are here on this show because we have a lot to talk about, don't we? <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. And thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be on your show. Oh, you know what? It is a pro it, it, it's not a problem at all. I am, you know, I love having doctors like you on my show because you know, this show is really all about educating my listeners. It's what I do, it's what I live for, you know. And I want my listeners to understand a little bit on who you are. So if we can just kind of okay. go back a little bit in your past, if you don't mind doing that. Okay. And I want to know, you know, where did all of this begin for you? Because you're a doctor and most doctors literally go by the books. It's like black and white and nothing outside of those boundaries. Okay. I know half of your story, but I want you to go ahead and expose yourself to the listeners. Can we do that? Sure. This all started for me, it's been over 40 years now, but I, uh, I was in the military. I was really in bad physical shape. I was smoking. Uh, I just I couldn't, got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I had to do something. So I started looking into ways to uh, exercise and uh, do something to get in shape and I'd feel better about myself. So I finally quit smoking. And I was looking into different things. I didn't know if I wanted to run or... Uh, play different types of sports or something. I finally settled on weightlifting. And so I started looking into information on weightlifting. And <clears throat> along with that, I, I knew my diet was really terrible. So I started looking into, you know, what are the athletes eat? What were their diets like? So I started down this road of uh, weightlifting and, and uh, trying to eat better. I soon kind of settled in on, uh, on bodybuilding. And you mentioned earlier, you know, so there might be some bodybuilders or people that go to the gym lifting weight stuff with, uh, out there. And this would be really important information for them, too, when we get to that point. Yeah. As uh, time went on, I uh, started reading about supplements, and you see the diets of these athletes, and, you know, they're taking these supplements and that. And you read up on nutrition. If you're, if you're reading nutrition information, there's, there's several different ways to spin that, but some of it's just the scientific part, some of it's nutritional part. And I did dove into as much of that as I could get into but you, you soon found that there was a lot of supplements that were being promoted. And back in those days, there weren't a you know, myriad of uh, supplements there are today. There was uh, protein powders, vitamins, and some of these sorts of things. So I jumped into that as much as I could and really hit the, the way it's hard. And I thought, you know, this is great. But then there's times when you can't afford the supplements because they're uh -huh. quite expensive. 
Yeah, they and, are. Yeah, and so I would go without the supplements and over time and spending a lot of money and time on these supplements, I discovered that I wasn't noticing any difference in my workouts or anything, whether it's on the supplements or not. And by this time, I'd learned a lot about eating well and um, my diet was really quite healthy. And so I guess after about 15 years of this, I started wondering, and what are these supplements really doing for me? I'm spending all this money, but I'm not really noticing any benefits. So you're talking to a lot of people and you're doing this stuff. But as the time evolved, I finally figured out, you know, these supplements aren't really doing anything for me. And then you talked about nutrition. You know, I've learned a lot from nutrition, reading all these books and articles and everything I could get my hands on. Then when I got into medical school, I'm thinking, oh, great. This is this is wonderful because now I'm going to get to medical school. They're going to teach me all this stuff and I'm going to understand all about these supplements and nutrition. Right. Yeah. And know where it's coming from. Right. Wait a minute, wait a minute, doctor. Wait a minute, Doctor Malini. Before you get any further, hold your thought right there because I want to know what were you looking for your supplements to do? Well, I was looking for them to you know give me better workouts, uh, make me bigger, faster, more healthy. Uh, You know all those things that everybody's looking for in supplements. You you see an advertisement for supplements supposed to give you some benefit, and you say, "Oh, wow, that's great! I need that!" And so you take it and. You know, really, if you really look at it uh, realistically, you don't really get any benefit from it. And right, so yeah. you get kind of disillusioned and disappointed after a while. And you start wondering, you know, what are these supplements all, all about? The disappointing thing was medical school provided really no information on nutrition. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you know, people expect doctors to know everything about nutrition. Well, doctors have too much other stuff that they need to know. They don't have time to really dig into nutrition. Right. And yeah. So, um, that was a big disappointment. So on my own, I went out and started really digging in to start looking at the research deeper that these people were promoting and, and trying to tie it all together. And what I discovered is that for virtually all the supplements out there, there really is no major benefit. Now, everybody's out there saying, oh, I know you're wrong because, you know, you got all this science out there that's saying that these things are beneficial. Well, you have to look at it from the perspective of either healthy or unhealthy. If you are unhealthy and you are missing certain vitamins in your diet and you take a vitamin supplement that provides those vitamins, yes, that is a benefit. But the problem with that scenario is you're using the vitamin to try to supply your nutrition, not your food. And you can't really, you don't really know what vitamins you're short or how much you're short or any other supplement, whether it's protein, um, whether it's uh, carbohydrates, whatever food element it is, you don't really know what your shortage is and what you need to supplement to fix that. And so, yeah, all these supplements are aimed at a particular target. Um, And it's another thing that kind of comes about from that is whenever a new discovery is made, like a few years ago, they came out and said, oh, omega-3s really help the developing fetus. Uh, oh, you know to- what? Wait a minute, Dr. Maline. Let's pause right there. We're going to pick up right there, please. We're going to pick up right there. Okay. We're getting ready to come up on tunes, you guys. Stay tuned because we got so much more of this information. It's going to shock you guys' mind. We have, oh my God, you bet not go anywhere. <laughs> Stay connected with DIEA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio.
Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, you guys, I told you to get out your forks and your spoons and your plates. It's time to eat. It's time to eat. And guess what we're getting ready to eat up? The information about omega-3s before we went on a break. Dr. Maline was getting ready to talk a little bit about omega-3s. So if you guys are just joining us, we have Dr. Louis Maline. Yes, we do. Author of Lies Exposed. We're going to get into that, too, because I do want to talk about your book, uh, Dr. Maline. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish what you were talking about before we came up on a break. Okay, I was starting to get into omega-3s. And a a few years ago, um, they discovered that omega-3s are pretty heavily involved in in neural development and and fetuses. And so they started when they made the discovery, okay, uh, omega-3s are necessary for that development. So the vitamin companies jump on that and say, oh, yeah, here's a, an omega-3 supplement that you can take when you're pregnant, and this is going to help your baby's uh, brain develop better. And it's like they made this discovery that nobody has omega-3s in their diet. When right. In fact, eggs, flaxseed, there's, there's all kinds of sources of omega-3s that everybody's already getting. They just discovered that its role in neural development. And so now all these supplements come out and everybody's jumping on the bank. Oh, man, i got to get these omega-3s because uh, you know, it's going to help my baby's brain develop. <clears throat> well, then the thing about supplements is before, I think it was 96 or 94, I forget the exact date. Before that time, if you wanted to bring a supplement onto the market, it had to go through the same uh, scrutiny that the pharmaceutical medications go through. Right, yeah. And Congress passed a bill which made it so that – Anything that was considered a food supplement didn't have to go through that scrutiny. So with the FDA, if you want to bring a a supplement onto the market, all you have to do is um, 
If you use ingredients that have already been proven safe for human consumption, you don't have to do anything. If you want to include some uh, chemical that has not been proven safe, then you have to provide the information that shows its safety in humans. But uh, omega-3 is just, there's no new information there as far as safety. You just have to bring out a supplement. There's no scrutiny by the FDA. You put it out there. You put all these advertisements out there. You know, save your baby's brain. Take omega-3. And uh, and people jump all over that because they don't know any better. They think, oh, wow, you know, my, I need to get some omega-3s. Not realizing they're probably already getting more than enough to be healthy. But they right. just don't know. Yeah. And you know what? I am so happy that you brought that up because um, this is the perfect time to go into our clip. And we're talking a little bit about how the FDA kind of, you know, go around it and um, how they go about fabricating the supplements that a lot of people want to use. Karina, I am ready to play that clip. The American public will be at the total mercy of the pharmaceutical industry. If they want a a drug that will inhibit certain cancer processes like curcumin does, they'll have to rely, unfortunately, not on a natural, low-cost, safe compound like curcumin. They'll have to go with an expensive pharmaceutical. Ingredients that we've used to manage our health, from foods to functional foods to concentrated nutrients that are sold in dietary supplements, or as we call them in Europe, food supplements, are now being given this requirement to prove safety before they can be used. And what is so interesting is that this is right at the heart of the NDI um, draft guidance itself, in that the FDA is now trying to push through. Congress passed the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. Now, that legislation basically stated that dietary supplements were to be treated as food and not drugs. And FDA was directed to create some guidelines around that new dietary ingredient notification process. But FDA sat on their heels and waited. It's been 17 years. And FDA is just now coming out with this draft guidance. And FDA has gone very far above and beyond congressional intent in the draft guidance. The agency has had a long-term bias that was identified by Congress in in the DSHEA uh, legislative history, and there is quite a bit of congressional testimony about the bias, and the whole aim of the agency has been to restrict the access of consumers to those products and to limit what can be said about them. The FDA tried to circumvent it. They didn't like the idea that supplement companies were now able to inform the public about peer-reviewed research documenting safety and efficacy of nutritional supplements. So, you see, this rule is calculated by the agency to have a devastating effect, to be another weapon in their arsenal to take down the dietary supplement industry. It is cleverly masked with a public safety rationale. Point of fact, the rule doesn't operate to protect public safety. So you've got three times as much regulations for dietary supplements as you have for pharmaceutical drugs. Senators Hatch and Harkin both explained to the FDA that this guidance goes well above and beyond congressional intent. It creates a pre-approval system that Congress did not intend, and they asked FDA to halt the process 
sit down with interested parties to discuss all of our concerns. The FDA denied that request. They declined to cooperate. Now, the consumers have been made aware of this, at least the, the vitamin consumers who are uh, significant. Uh, they are contacting Congress. They're protesting this. There, there's a chance that the FDA will not succeed. It's an interesting approach that the FDA used, creating a guidance instead of a rule, because it doesn't provide standing for any of us to, per, to pursue legal proceedings against the FDA. Uh, it's, I think, a very uh, strong strategic ploy on their part. Uh, they're trying to keep this out of the courts because in, in many of the situations and, and um, sections of the guidance, they just don't have a leg to stand on. Now, a few years ago, FDA inspectors, they went around and they told everybody, you got to call all these products dietary supplements. It gives FDA jurisdiction to impose its dietary supplement good manufacturing uh, practices on the manufacturer of that product. There's one thing that people don't know if you read the Dietary Supplement Health Education Act is that a dietary supplement doesn't fall under that act unless you label it as a dietary supplement. Whereas you had the option of not putting that on there and leaving it under the food GMP, which is very easy to follow because it's been in effect for over half a century and it's not a, it's a no-brainer. Why should we be required to go through a, an additional major hurdle when in fact the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act for which millions of American consumers fought so hard to get basically doesn't require an additional regulatory burden for those products that are already safe and effective. Fear that the dietary supplement industry has is that if the FDA is given the power to restrict Americans' access to natural new ingredients, these are ingredients that people are ingesting as part of their diet for the most part, and then when a company extracts that and puts it into a capsule or a powder, the FDA wants to come in and say, well, now you've got to prove to us that that's safe and effective, even though there's no evidence that it's not safe and effective. Uh, the fear is that the FDA will try to do an end run around all the legal and political victories that have been won over the last 20 years and be able to restrict Americans from having free access to dietary supplements, to nutritional powders, to natural approaches to preventing and treating disease that compete against pharmaceutical interests. Oh, my goodness. Now, before we played that clip, they just verified, and I just want to say, you guys, that's a clip from Dr. Noel, um, Dr. Noel War on Health Exposing the FDA. Dr. Maline, they just backed up what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's two factors. There's another thing that they brought up in that clip is that uh, the pharmaceutical industry. You know, mm -hmm. don't doubt for a minute that the pharmaceutical industry is not looking at the billions of dollars that the supplement industry is generating every year. And they want to piece that pie. They already make billions and billions of dollars off the pharma pharmaceuticals, but now if they can cut out some of the supplement companies and make that a pharmaceutical entity, there's more money in their pocket. So, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this is, a, this is a scary monster that we're dealing with, you know? Um, and it's like we're constantly being lied to, and we're constantly... You know, there, there, there's, there's just fabrication everywhere. And there's so many supplements that are being taken from prenatal vitamins, 
right? We have right. women that are taking prenatal. You know, I didn't even think this far. Prenatal vitamins that are being taken. And then you have autism that have shot up here in the United States, here in America. And then you have all these other things that are happening, all these deficiencies that have just risen here in the United States, you guys. So evidently there is something going on. There is an epidemic. There is something. And guess what? We need to start talking about it and exposing it just a little bit more because this is, you know, it's really getting out of hand. And I want to bring something to everyone's attention right now, because I got this information from the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, Dr. Malene, I want you to listen to this because I said to myself, and this is where I got a little confused because the FDA has federal regulations, right? And they continue to warn consumers about tainted, dangerous products that are are marketed and, you know, where they're marketed as dietary supplements, right? And these fraudulent products can cause serious injury or even health. These are the words from the United States Department of Health and Human Services, you guys, okay? They said that the Food and Drug Administration has found nearly 300 fraudulent products promoted mainly for weight loss, sexual enhancement, and bodybuilding. And a lot of those um, products contain hidden and deceptive labeled ingredients. Now you have the FDA saying this, but at the same time, the it's like the FDA is two-faced. <laughs> it's almost like they're two-faced in their approach. All right. Because they, all these products are masquerading as dietary supplements. They're coming across looking like dietary supplements. You know, they are, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm using? Oh, they're, they're, um, they're exposed as dietary supplements, right? But at the same time, the FDA, first of all, isn't trying to stop it. And second of all, they're also enhancing and putting products and allowing products and crazy type of chemicals in a lot of the things that they're promoting. So th it's like this hitting prescription agenda. You guys, we have a lot more to talk about when we come back and we're going to get into the lies exposed that Dr. Malene, his book, what he's written. And we're going to go from there. Don't go anywhere. You guys tunes is coming right up. We'll be here. Hope you will too. Stay connected with Daia six for more information on practical tips, proven strategies and healthy techniques right here on face to face, healthy relationship talk radio. Attention ladies, would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Come create value a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. 
residents of Alligator Point, Florida, discovered a 400-pound gabberlunzi bear raiding their garbage, they called the local wildlife authorities. The officers came out and shot the bear with a tranquilizer dart in order to move him. Unexpectedly, the frightened bear swam out into the water where it started to drown as the tranquilizer began taking effect. Adam Warwick, an officer from the Wildlife Commission, jumped into action, swimming towards the juggernaut bear, while the other officers tried to figure out how to rescue both of them. Adam was somehow able to grab the bear and paddle 25 yards to the shore, saving the bear's life. The bear was then loaded on a truck and transported back to its home in the forest. What's the word for a last-minute attempt to get something done? A charrette. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Okay, you guys, so before we went on a break, you know, I was kind of ranting a little bit <laughs> because, you know, one thing, you you know, for all my listeners and those that you of you who are new, you know, I, I talk about my experience, you know, going through, you know, trying to become a veterinarian and, 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 and all the things that I was exposed to, you know, when it comes to health and nutrition. And Dr. Malene, remember, I, I was telling you before we even um, began the show that, I had a wonderful doctor named Dr. Shapiro, and he told us, he said, you know what, you guys are going to be so um, exposed and, and experienced in nutrition that in ways that doctors aren't. He said, so you take this information and you run with it and be grateful that you have this, because when you have this type of information, you will be able to heal, your, heal yourself amongst other people, you know? And when I was 18 years old, when I tell you I was sharp as a razor when it came to nutrition, you know, uh, it was a blessing. But at the same time, I was laughed at, you know. But you guys, what I want to say is, you know, do we have a war on health, you know, including, you know, things as far as our supplements, you know. And one thing that I was taught in school is that all supplements and drugs are supposed to be approved on a scientific with scientific data. But our drugs are approved on who have the biggest financial or what type of government may be backing them up, what type of government connections that may exist. The FDA started, I believe, in 1930 and has approved many drugs that are really unsafe. And did you know that their FDA zone for their own medical reviewers can't even agree that a lot of the things they put on the market is worth being put on the market. So instead of doing a proper research, and I was told when I was in school that it takes three years, three years, you guys, when it comes to medications and prescriptions, right, to be tested and completed. And these days, the prescriptions and supplements that are on the shelf really are only observed for like 30 days. Then they put it out on the market. They tell you that it's safe. And then they use you as a guinea pig and that's how they get their results versus testing it where they should be testing it in a laboratory. They test it on you. So, you guys, we have to wake up. We have to start asking questions. We have to start, you know, um, deciding how we're going to take our own health and, 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 and literally into our own hands. All right. That's the greatness of being human. 
Okay. So Dr. Maline, let's talk a little bit about your book because you wrote a book called Lies Exposed. Well, we kind of know what that's about, but what would you like to share in that book with the listeners? All right. Well, the book came about because as I, you know, I went through med school, got out practicing, and I'm still doing uh, research on uh, this. I really wanted to, at this point, dispel some of the fallacies that are being spread out there about supplements. Uh And so I started collecting information on that. I, I started trying to educate patients. And so I, I put some information together. And you just can't tell somebody enough information and uh, a visit or several visits. It's going to help them really become more nutritionally fit and healthy. Yeah. So I put pamphlets together and information like that. And that wasn't enough. So I finally decided that I would have to write a book to get enough information together in one place that it would be useful to people. And so that, that's what I did. And at first, I thought I would write a book that would dispel all the fallacies and, and lies and things that were out there. I collected a three-foot pile of research on different things. Despite the, the supplements and the fallacies just kept coming. I thought, well, what I really need to do is educate people on, on what do they need to know about nutrition. And yeah. what, what's wrong with and, and a lot of people are, are dieting or trying to lose weight. And, you know, it's only supplements, diet programs and everything out there. The obesity problem, the health problems continue to worsen, not get better. So right. something's wrong with that scenario. Yeah, we have a deficiency problem. That's what it is. We're deficient in minerals. And let me ask you this, Dr. Malene, because you being a doctor, doctors have to take oaths. So mm-hmm. how were you able to keep your oath and at the same time expose the lies and also help your clients simultaneously because most doctors would not do that they would totally choose and which is understandable their practice versus you know giving the information the proper educational information to their clients right well first off you know the the main note that a physician takes is do no harm and mm-hmm. to provide the best medical care to the people that's available Mm-hmm. And what you have to remember is doctors, for one, don't know anything about nutrition. Right. So they can't educate you on supplements or anything else because they don't know. Unless they've gone out on their own and made a special effort to learn these things, they don't know anything about it. Right. The other thing you have to look at is if you go out and start trying to learn about nutrition and you read the wrong sources, you're going to get the impression that supplements and all these things are really necessary. We need these supplements why do we need these supplements? Well, somebody has a deficiency. And if you, yeah. if you really want to learn about what physical characteristics show uh, come out with certain deficiencies, go back to Odell Davis back in the 70s. She wrote a series of books that really explained how our body reacts when they're really deficient in certain things. Yeah. And when you read the internal medicine books, which you know kind of address those kind of things, because medicine is looking for diseases. Right. So when, when they see a disease in somebody, it's not because they eat a poor diet or they're physically unfit or these other things. It's because there's a disease state that exists. And so how do you de- deal with that disease state? So when you're looking at deficiencies, you can almost take Adele Davis's book and the internal medicine books. And they've kind of, it almost looks like they copied what she put in her books. Uh. 
Okay, so yeah, if you're really deficient in something, your body reacts and so it has to have certain things in order to function appropriately. Yeah. But the big thing is you don't need supplements to do it. If you show signs of deficiency in something, you're probably deficient in other things. Right. So if you say, oh man, I've got this deficiency, so I'm going to take this supplement and that's going to, okay, it might fix that deficiency, but how about all the other deficiencies that you may have? And you, know, yeah. you, talk, about, you talk about health. How do you measure health? Yeah. There's no way to measure health. There's right. absolutely no way. You cannot tell if somebody's healthy. And so with all these things that these supplements jump on, on this thing. And for every little ailment, this is supposed to fix it. This supplement's going to fix this. This supplement's going to fix that. And it's just not, you may be deficient. You may get some benefit from doing that. But the whole point here is, if you were nutritionally healthy, you wouldn't need any supplements. Exactly. And so the, the point in my book is, first off, the supplement companies, are, they're just, they're for the most part, fallacies. There may be some element of truth in what they say, but for the most part, they're, they're just blowing smoke. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to forget the supplements because you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Not to say that. Uh, they couldn't do some good for you, but you just don't need them. So I explain that. I get into nutrition. What do you need to know about nutrition? If if you had never driven an automobile before and somebody come up to you and said, here, here's the keys to that car, jump in there and go for it, you'd be pretty lost at what to do. Yeah, yeah. So you need to know something. You don't need to know all the ins and outs of the engine, the transmission, the suspension, and everything to drive the car, but you do need to know a little bit about that vehicle in order to operate it. And so it's the same thing without our bodies. You don't need to be a nutritionist in order to be healthy. You just right. need to understand a few things about nutrition and then use those things. And so I get into that part, that uh, the nutrition you need to know. And then people are having, and then how do, you, how do you be healthy? How do you have to eat in order to be healthy? And yeah, what do, you think, what do you think the first step is? Because those that who are listening, right? And, you know, most of the time people that want, first thing a lot of people do is crave sugars. They scrape, they crave starches, you know, um, all of those, those two big things that really aren't good for you. What do you think the very first step is? Because I think if people stop craving sugar and stop craving the starches, they'll stop eating them and they will see results in their body. They will see a result in their health. What do you think the first step is, Dr. Marlene? Okay. Yeah, I kind of detail that in my book because... One of the things that makes diet programs fail is the radical change that people have to make in their diet and their eating style in order to follow that diet. If you look at diet plans in general, all a diet plan is is somebody's way of of eating that they were successful with. They come up with a diet plan, and and maybe they do it on purpose. Maybe they're a dietitian, and so they come up with some diet plan, and they use it themselves or get people to use it. And, oh, this is great. Look at all this weight these people lost. And this is a wonderful diet. Yeah. You should eat this way. And so they make it a diet program and they push it, you know, out there, get it publicized. And they're, they're doing this to try to make money. And they tout it as this is the way you need to eat. Well, that's one way to eat. There's thousands of ways to eat. Yeah. And, and be healthy. You just, you have to know what foods to eat. And there's a whole bunch of foods to eat. It's not any particular thing. 
But the, the thing that makes these things unsuccessful is the radical change that people have to make in their diet. Okay, I'm going to start following this diet plan. Now i got to do all this radical changing. That is the stress. That People do it for a while, but they're still craving all these things. Like you said, they've got these cravings for certain foods. And they're unusually junk food. Right. And they have all these cravings. And these cravings don't go away just because you started this other diet. Right. And so they get into the diet. They follow up for a while, they might lose some weight, they might get down to the target weight. But eventually, they're going to go back to the way they were eating. Mm -hmm. Because they haven't changed anything, they haven't made any new habits. Mm -hmm. All they've done is swallowed a plan for a while. And now once they reach their target, or, and usually most people don't even get there, along the way that the stress just becomes too much, they start cheating on the diet, the next thing you know, they're right back eating what they were doing before. The problem with that scenario is, that's what made you fat or out of shape in the first place. Nutritionally right. fit. Now, so what's going to be the result? Well, you're just going to put your weight back on if you're trying to lose weight. Or if you're nutritionally unfit, you're still going to be nutritionally unfit. So there's. So I talk about a way. You know, what is the real cause of the obesity crisis? Okay, let's is pause right there because when we come back, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, you guys, we're getting ready to come up on tunes again. Oh my goodness, time is flying. We got more information when we come back. We're gonna um, listen to another clip that you guys do not want to miss that will support basically what we're saying. Okay, stay tuned, Dr. Lewis Maline, author of Lies Exposed, and I am Diane Six. Don't you go nowhere. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face -face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Did you know that besides home and work, Americans spend more time at the mall than anywhere else? There are 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone. The Mall of America, located between Minneapolis and St. Paul, is the largest in the world with more than 500 stores. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Studies have shown that women will buy more if they hear their heels clicking on the floor. So designers often use hard flooring in hallways. Of course, the stores want customers to spend all their coopity coop. That's another word for money. Oh, I gotta run. There's only one more shopping day until tomorrow. My husband said if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm gonna miss that man. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. you do if you won the lottery henry ford once said that money doesn't change a person it simply unmasks them the average lottery winner in the u.s buys 4.5 new cars for themselves or friends and family and 10 percent of winners buy more than 10 cars male lotto winners seem to be more willing to share their winnings with others as they will give money to roughly three friends while female winners typically only share the wealth with one 85 percent of winners choose to engage in hugger-mugger and remain anonymous. What's a word for the anticipation of success? Nicodonia. Whatever you want to call it. Mazuma, Spondulix, Deuterumus. Money isn't everything, but it sure keeps you in touch with your children. It's 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Okay, 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 okay. Where did we leave off, you guys? We were talking about obesity, talking about cravings. What are your first steps to a new lifestyle? You know, when we're talking about nutrition, you know, those of you that want to lose weight, you know, what is it that you want to do? Because I know some of you are listening saying, you know what, I got to lose these thighs. I got to lose these arms. I have to lose the stomach, you know, things like that. And, you know, Dr. Malene, the thing is, you know, I look at almost everything is almost being poisoned. You know, um, I came across this information now, like not only do we have food poisoning, but because of the chemtrails and everything that's in the sky or whatever the case may be, um, the soil, you know, now there's a possibility of even getting radiation poisoning through our vegetables. And I'm just like, okay, when is it going to stop? How do we protect ourselves? What are the first steps of someone losing weight? And I know the first step is getting into the mentality of wanting to come down, getting in the, into the, metal, the mentality of really truly understanding what you're eating and what's in your ingredients. Because when I understand what's in my ingredients, I get turned off right away because it's almost like consuming, you know, feces or something like that. I don't want to do that. So I'm just like, uh, see you later. No, thank you. So what do you think? someone should do when it comes to like the first step of understanding, you know, or, or getting in the walk of losing weight. Okay. Now, the first thing you have to understand is that the stuff the medical profession is throwing out there, people is, is really rubbish. They right now, I mean, they've, they've fought this obesity crisis for so long and gotten nowhere. Now they're saying, Oh, well, if you're obese, it's your genetics. It's not your fault. It's not, you know, that, 60,000 calories you eat of ice cream and cookies and candy and pop. It's not that. It's your genetics. And so people are saying, oh, well, it's not my fault I'm fat. Um, it's, no, it's not. If you're overweight, it's because you eat too much, period. And so what you have to understand is medicine's not really going to help you. You have to understand that you are overweight because of what you eat. And you're not going to change what you eat overnight. You're not going to go from this horrifically terrible diet to this wonderfully nutritious diet overnight. So you have to come up with a plan, and, and I discuss this in depth in my book. You have to come up with a plan of how am I going to get from here to here? Yeah. Well, first off, you have to know what nutrition is. How am I going to get nutritious, or what do I have to eat to be nutritionally healthy? Right. And so first I go through nutrition and the different food groups and, and, and kind of how you have to eat from those food groups in order to get the proper nutrition. And then you have to come up with a plan of how am I going to incorporate my uh, these nutritious foods into my diet and get rid of the junk food. Like I said, the, the biggest the biggest problem with diet plans is the radical change that you have to make in order to engage in that diet plan. And you know and, what? It's so funny that you say that because those that want to lose weight, they always go into, oh, let me take this diet pill, another supplement, okay, supplements yeah. that we're talking about. And you know what? Let's go ahead and go into this clip. And then we'll come back and talk more about it. Karina, are we ready? You guys, the clip that we're getting ready to hear is um, from a doctor that uh, that that I really adore so much, Dr. Uh, Glidden. And um, he's 
talking about, um, you know, supplements and why they do not work. You guys listen to this. We're going to talk a little bit more about vitamins today because it's a very interesting subject. Uh, And, you know, nobody, we're not really taught anymore in school where the whole concept of vitamins came from or, or any of that. We just, you know, know about vitamins and we know that the MDs don't have any training in that and that they're really downplayed and that for years medical doctors have been telling people not to take vitamins because they just create expensive urine, right? Which is a very asinine thing to say to somebody and that's like saying don't drink beer because it just gives you expensive urine the idea being that you're just going to pee all of the nutrients out right because they're all water soluble well drinking alcohol is water soluble also so does that mean that it doesn't matter how much alcohol you drink because you just pee it out that nothing gets absorbed between the time it goes down your mouth and the time that you pee it out or the time that you poop it out that's what the md would have you believe when they say don't take vitamins it just gives you they just give you expensive urine it's nonsense quite frankly uh you know We've known for decades now that vitamin D, like David, cures rickets. We've known that vitamin C, like Charlie, cures scurvy. Uh, But I guess those are exceptions to the rule, right? That if you have scurvy, your body's okay to absorb a vitamin supplement. If you have rickets, your body's okay to absorb vitamin D. Uh, But in all other circumstances, you can't. See, these are the little thought memes that have percolated into our subconscious over a hundred years of on-purpose, nonsensical public relations against everything having to do uh, with vitamins or nutritional supplements because to the MDs who are in charge of the medical theater here in the United States, it's all drugs and surgery all of the time. And really, just a little bit of common sense in this arena goes a long, long way because vitamins being water-soluble, most vitamins are water-soluble, some are fat-soluble, but it doesn't really matter, are uptaken by the human body the same way that alcohol is, right? So when you take a vitamin supplement, guess what? Your body does, in fact, absorb it. And it produces noticeable, measurable physiological results because without vitamins, you die. With vitamins, your body maintains its health. That's why vitamins are referred to as essential. Vitamins are essential nutrients. Your body needs them in order to live, but your body cannot make them. So vitamins have to be imported into the system every day. Now, vitamins are no different than prescription medications. The dosage and the bioavailability are everything. And uh, this is the thing that we need to talk about candidly here in the United States. And it's interesting because this is one thing that the federal government has gotten, another one of the things that the federal government has really dropped the ball on. But it's not, you wouldn't think it's the way that they normally would drop the ball. You would think that normally they would be extremely uh, uh, aggressive and oppressive in their relationship to vitamin companies. Well, there are regulations which in place which require vitamin companies to do a certain amount of quality control testing uh, 
purpose, though, that they have a, uh, the vitamin manufacturers have a reasonable idea that what's actually in the vitamin capsule is a pretty accurate reflection of what it says on the label, right? So it says 500 milligrams of vitamin C on the label. Then you would expect the capsule to have at least 500 milligrams of vitamin C in it, right? Well, Ralph Nader's people... 25 years ago, went into health food stores in California. They took nutritional supplements off the shelf and they tested them. And only 9%, well, 9% of the stuff that they looked at had nothing in it whatsoever. 15% of what they looked at had less than half of what the label claimed. So, you know, it says 500 milligrams on the capsule on the label. Really only had 150 milligrams in the capsule of whatever vitamin or herb or whatever they were looking for. This is a problem. The federal government isn't doing enough of a job to regulate the industry to make sure that your nutritional supplements actually have what it says on the label they have. And, you know, there's nothing else. No PCBs, no aflatoxins, no nothing else, right? From the person that makes or extracts the vitamin C, let's say you've got a vitamin C manufacturer someplace in Mexico, and they're extracting vitamin C from oranges. So they extract the vitamin C, and then they have to store it. Well, what do they store it in? Do they store it in clean, uh, sterile, stainless steel uh, containers or not? What are they storing it in? What temperature is the vitamin C stored at? How long is it stored? What's the extraction process? Is it a chemical extraction? Is it a water extraction? How exactly do they do it? Are the oranges organic or are the oranges laden with pesticides? Whatever. And then how is the stuff shipped? Is it shipped in boxcars? Is it shipped in gigantic containers, you know, stainless steel containers on a train? And the day before we put the vitamin C in it, it had cow's milk in it, you know, and was it clean? before prep you know before different batches and then when it was shipped across the border where was it stored in the United States and how long was it stored what was the ambient temperature at which it was stored how was it labeled who labeled it and then it goes to the vitamin manufacturer vitamin manufacturer did they test it for authenticity did they test it for potency did they test it for rancidity and then it goes to the person who puts it in the capsule and you know there are all these steps along the line from the person that actually extracts the stuff to the finished product on the shelf at your health food store and at any point along this supply chain things can go wrong get mislabeled or you know product can get contaminated easily so unless vitamin companies have a quality control structure in place to uh, keep track of all of these variables the vitamin company doesn't know what they're putting in the capsule and you don't know what's in the capsule either oh my goodness i feel sick i feel sick for anyone who are taking those type of supplements oh my goodness dr malene did you hear all that all the stipulations all of those steps and let me tell you something this is one of the reasons why i've never decided to take supplements because you don't know the steps what are the quality controlled steps that these businesses are saying that they're taking and nine times out of ten They're not telling you nothing, nada, right? So how do you know you're taking stuff? And and, and it's so crazy because so many people are on all different types of medications, vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K, vitamin C. And I I always ask them, well, how has your health improved? And do you know almost 100% of people that I ask can't even tell me how much they've improved? 
but still take the vitamins. I don't get it. Dr. Malene, please tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. I have, my website is www.healthfiascorevealed.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-F-I-A-S-C-O-R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. I have a, um, a blog on that website that has a lot of additional information that uh, could not be put in the book. The book is very concise. It's very condensed down to just the information you need to know. That's the information right. you just need to know that information. The All right. blog expands well, you, on the topics. You guys, this is the end of the show. Oh, my God. Dr. Madeline, do you approve this message? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. It went by way too quick, you guys, too fast. I approve this message. I'm wishing everybody love, peace, truth, justice, and freedom. We're going to just ha- gonna have to have them on again because we're running out of time. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. This is the end, you guys. I love you. We will have so much more of this. All right? Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Don't forget to visit FacingRelationships.com for further assistance. That's www.facingrelationships.com.